Hello and welcome to Wind Your Neck In for this Lions special episode. Now, for those of you that have been living under a rock, Warren Gatlin has finally named his Lions squad to tour South Africa in July. So we went about forming a panel to sink our teeth into the, the calls that Warren's made. I say Warren like a gnome, that Gatlin's made. And hopefully you guys will enjoy the panels that we have put together. In order for it to be fair, we tried to recruit um, a member from each of the four home provinces. So we're here to discuss why we think Gatlin has made these calls and why that is going to lead to a Lions test win come the end of July. Okay, so for the context, I think it's really important that we first of all say this is this is a, a format that is in no way supposed to be out there to bash anybody who has been selected or hasn't been selected. For these 37, I believe it is, this is probably, Hibbs, we'll touch on this briefly with you. This is probably going to be the proudest days in their career. And for, we will just take a small second to say congratulations to those guys named. There's some pretty big omissions and we're going to touch on why we think Gatlin's made those decisions um, a little bit later. Okay, so let's introduce the panel really quickly and then I can shut up. All right, so firstly, we have Scotland capped 64 times, spent many years at one of Europe's most successful clubs, Saracens. It's a pleasure to welcome our Scottish representative, Kelly Brown. Kelly, how are you keeping? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, no, great to have you on. Um, obviously, a huge Scottish contingent going on this Lions tour, so it's going to be great to get some insight from you on to how well the Scottish have done through the Six Nations, but also kind of individually some of those players. Um, secondly, um, an English international from 2013 and onwards. I left the onwards on for you, Kev, just in case, you know. <laughs> yeah, here's um, Here's hoping, exactly. Um, the poor fella has to look at my face on a daily basis, being a, for, a, a teammate at the Worcester Warriors. It's a pleasure to welcome Matt Kizvezic. Kev, thank you for jumping on. How are you doing, big fella? Cheers, mate. I'm all good. Yeah, uh, like I said, excited to be on. Uh, love to talk a bit of rugby, so let's go. Talking rugby, talking rugby and getting away from the wee man being put down. Fair play to you. Clever, clever. I'm not a parent yet, but I will reuse that at some stage. Yeah, 100%. Uh, finally, uh, we welcome 38-time Welsh international, a three-time Test Lion um, in the, the amazing series that was 2013. It's just class to have Richard Hibbard on um, for this Lions special. Hibbs, how are you keeping? Yeah, very well. Uh, thanks for having me on. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, so, I mean, we can't, obviously there's visual content. Everybody's going to be looking at you thinking, geez, Hibbs looks about five years younger. First of all, do you want to give a quick pitch ten, for... Ten. 10, ten. Years, we'll go with 10, ten. We'll, we'll go with 10. Uh, do you want to give a quick pitch as to the, the reason you shaved the hair off, just in case there's an opportunity for us to earn, uh, raise any more money? Oh, no, uh, I think it's fantastic. I got a, a good teammate of mine in, in the Dragons, Greg Bateman. Uh, uh, if you speak to him, you'll, you'll know he went through a dark patch for uh, quite a while ago and uh, come out the other end stronger. But no, not only did he come out stronger, he wanted to support... Other people are going through the same problems. I encourage people to have a sort of beer with your mate and chat and see if they're all right. And he started um, uh, the People's Captain Foundation, which I thought was fantastic. And uh, he's just started off, launched it last week, and he's looking to get some funds. So we decided to coincide it with me trying to get a new contract. So I took <laughs> the hair off and he raised some money. So <laughs> it was a win-win, really. 
Oh, fair play to you. I think it's an amazing cause. Wait, wind your neck and we'll definitely be supporting. And uh, yeah, uh, fair play to Greg Bateman for taking the step to shine the light on quite a difficult topic. So class work. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's start the nosery. Um, less of me talking in this incoherent Northern Irish accent. I think the place we should start for me is Alan jones named to our captain. Okay, so Hibs, we're going to touch on that briefly from you. Kev, uh, Kelly, both huge amounts of captaincy experience. But if we, start, if we just start with you, Hibs, you've You've played under him. Um, you probably appreciate more than anyone what he brings as a person, as a leader. Are you surprised or did you think Gatlin would just back the man that has done so much for him already? I think, uh, yeah, you just got to take that into context. And you've got, it's this fourth Lions tour. Uh, to go on one is special, to go on four. You've got to frame that in a time frame where you've got to be at the top of your game for so many years not dip in and out he has been consistently class and uh, I, th- I honestly thought he answered a lot of critics in the Six Nations just gone uh, everybody was starting to ask if he was a bit tired or he's a bit older but he was phenomenal and for me he was always going to be the captain uh, personally I know him well and uh, I think he just if anybody could bring his team together and go down to the South Korea and win uh, Al's perfect perfect choice there yeah, hugely inspirational. Man, Kelly, you've captained plenty of teams in your time. You've probably, I mean, I, I don't know, for the nosery that I do have in this brain, I don't know if you've played against him as a captain, but a hugely respected man probably throughout your time as a professional as well. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. I think as Hib said, he's been playing for so long uh, at the top of the game, which is which is incredibly tough to do. And guys were, in the autumn, there was a lot of media saying, oh, he's a, he's a little bit past it, he's this, he's that. And then in the Six Nations, I think through, through, I think through how he played individually, but also through I think just how he led the Welsh team. You know, especially in the first two games in the Six Nations, yeah. they were under a lot of pressure. And okay, there's some people say they maybe got a bit of luck, but ultimately they needed to is they needed to find their way back into those games and to win those games, and they did that. And I think as the captain he would obviously have had a massive part to play. I also think there was, well, I think as a squad, it's got a lot of a lot of experienced players. It's got Hogg there. It's got Farrell. It's got Itoji. It's got guys that are real, like, uh, leaders in their environments as well. And so I think as a squad, I think there's a lot of really, really good experience. And I'll be, and I'm sure uh, Alan Wynn, you know, will use those guys as well, uh, because he's an experienced leader, I know you and we'll use the guys around him. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that's a perfect point, Don Kelly, there. Because I remember when the, the tour we went on, and Sam was the tour captain. But you imagine he had Alan Wynn with him and Polly O'Connor. So he just, Sam was a doer. Do you know what I mean? He went, yeah. He's a good talker. But then with these other guys who are inspirational leaders, it just, it does help. It's it's the collective group of uh, who's got picked. Yeah, normally there is that kind of like little, uh, like leader, senior leadership group that that kind of share the load, don't they, between that? And I know, Kev, you're obviously one of those at the Worcester Warriors at the moment. So if you put yourself into that position, is it someone like Owen Farrell? You're, you hear everybody talking about how um, he's lent on to drive standards. Is that kind of his, he drives standards and boss the team around? Is that sort of the role you see him taking up? Yeah, I think Hibbs has hit the nail on the head there a little bit. It was... Um... There's different forms of leadership. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know 
you know, um, Alloin very well, Alloin Jones at all, or, or Warburton, but um, Farrell's definitely one of those guys who's a doer as well. Um, he sort of leads by actions. He talks very well. Um, he's obviously really in touch. He's a very smart rugby player, um, but I think he leads by example um, on the pitch. So, like you said, Alloin Jones will have a good good group around him um, to, to, to lean on, uh, to, to give his messages if he needs to. And, and also, I think for Warren Gatlin to have him there as well, someone he's known for years, is someone for him to lean on as well. If there's going to be some tough, tough parts of the tour, uh, it's important for a coach to have someone there as well that he can trust and speak to and, and ask advice from for the group or, or whatever. So I think it's a, yeah, it's, it was a no-brainer really. I also think as well, is this tour, and so they're going down to South Africa, who are enormous men. They are absolutely huge. And I do think there's a little bit of the psychology of let's get a bit of a monster who's going to be at the front of all the photo shoots, who's going to walk off the plane as this big, imposing sort of six foot six, 18 and a half stone guy. I do think there's probably a little bit of that as well because the South Africans always want to bully teams. And I think if your figurehead is this big guy, I do think... I do think it might have a little bit of an impact. No doubt about it. Tough, talismanic, intense creature who, like, I've never played against, but I can only imagine is zero to 100 for the full time he's on the pitch. So there's no doubt that I think that will definitely lean into it. I think if we touch on... um, I mean, the, the tough side of this conversation, right, is that there's going to be, I don't know how many people like genuinely expected to go on the Lions tour. I wasn't holding my breath for, for one of those letters or one of those emails, but I reckon there was probably a pool, a pool of like 50 to 60 players who may have thought, I might have a chance here, right? And then and then the, the guys who haven't got that, I mean, we had Ian Henderson on and he said he literally found out on the TV, which it seems to be very, um, very constant. Hibs, we'll get into how you found out, but I think... For someone like a Billy Vunapola, Kelly, who you know so well, like it's a hugely disappointing day. Now, having seen Billy like from whenever I first came into the game, he's a good bit younger, he's twice the size, and he's definitely twice the player, right? But he has used uh, moments like this to try, like almost to light his fire. So I see, I'm, I expect to see a huge bounce back um, from what is going to be a disappointing time for Billy. Do you think that maybe Kelly he's he's fell victim to what was a perceived um, per performance by England in the Six Nations? I think he may have done. I think the thing as well, you know, with Billy is he was actually picked in the squad in 2017. Yes. He was picked in the squad and then he got injured. Yeah. And so, and so he's quite, he's, um, I'm sure he's gutted. I'm sure he is. But it wouldn't surprise me if he gets called up at some point. You know, there's going to be injuries. Yeah. He'll be fit. He'll be gutted, but he'll be ready if he's called upon, yeah. and uh, and that's all he can do. Like so, Billy's had had you know a number of injuries over his career, and so he's missed out on things. So he's as a consequence, he's quite a philosophical guy, and so I'm sure, as disappointed as he is, I think you'll be seeing it in that way as well. Okay, you know it wasn't meant to be yet, but it doesn't mean he's not going going to get to go on tour and so I'm sure he's still got a little bit of that he's like okay well let's just keep on playing at Saracens and see what happens 
Yeah, yeah. I think you do hear of those, like, I, I, being a huge Lions Nose, it's the pinnacle. You do hear of those guys who come out, you know, kind of mid-tour and have these huge effects. If I'm correct, I think it would have been the New Zealand tour in 05, or is it Ryan Jones came out and, and ended up effectively man of the tour. So, I mean, can Billy Vuna have that sort of sort of impact? What do we reckon? I Well, uh, I'm obviously biased, but I think, I think, I think absolutely, if he gets the opportunity. Um, yep. And so he's just going to stay fit. He's going to keep on training hard and see what happens. I just got a question on that. I don't know whether there's a um, Hibs or Kelly might be able to answer it. If the lads that aren't selected, who maybe have had the letters or are close to the squad, will they be told that they're in contention for injury spots? Or will you, will you if you've missed out narrowly, you get the phone call, sorry, you're not involved. Will you be told, listen, stay fit, stay fresh, because there's a chance you'll be next up, you're next called up, or is it is it just anyone's game? Just a question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> no, it's a great question. I'm, I'm angry I didn't know it myself. I didn't ask it myself. Yeah, I think it is a standby list. So you'll have a letter, a... I think it'll come out and say you're just on standby and you know, just be ready if your moment comes. I think Kelly's key. I, I agree. Billy, I think, is a fantastic player. He will use this as a, a huge motivator to uh, push on even better. Uh, he's a scary man as it is, but when he's an angry scary man, it's even worse. Uh, <laughs> it's the same with uh, Ross Moriarty with me. I think uh, he's had his trouble injury, but he's playing some of the best rugby he's, he's had. He didn't play in the Six Nations, so he didn't get a, a crack at it. So I, I was speaking to him today, and it is a lot. It's still a fair bit of rugby we played now, and before the tour, and it's still a fair bit of rugby between the tour and the tests. So there is going to be knocks. Unfortunately, going on those tours, you, it's hard. It's hard on your body, and there will be call-ups. And sometimes these these blokes will get called in. This light it up, and they have a massive tournament. Let's touch on that quickly then whilst we're there. Hibs, when you when you went on that tour in 13, 2013, like how do you manage levels of training? Because like if you think in if I, the way I my simple brain works, you think like, you know, club rugby, like premiership, you go to like a Heineken Cups to step up, then you go to international. And for me, the perception is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that the Lions goes even past that. So when you're battering each other um, on a Saturday against either the Australian Springboks or Kiwis, how do you how do you facilitate training as a coach or a trainer? Oh, <laughs> it's it's the cumulative load. So the season you start off with your club, you got to play well. Then you got to play in the autumn internationals. You've got to play well. Uh, you go back to the club. All the derbies at Christmas, play well. Six Nations, play well. But it might not get any sort of knocks or injuries. And, yeah. and so once you get to the tournament, you're already very seasoned, uh, I would say. And uh, and in fairness, Gats is a very, very clever uh, man management and the way he looks after his players. Mm. Uh, he won't be training for hours and stuff. He'll have like he'll come into a team meeting. Look, boys, this session down for thirty-six minutes, um, including the warm-up. He'll go. Um, he could be mid-drill, and if that thirty-six minutes up, the fitness coach is coming on the pitch and take us off the pitch. And uh, he, he's a man of his word, so he's really. But he expects thirty-six minutes of quality there, uh, yeah. which you can get your head around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it. Uh, it is. It is interesting uh, how you just keep bouncing the vibes and back. But once you 
pull on that kit. You're sort of Superman. Uh, so you, you'll run for walls for it. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. Um, you touched on the potential for injuries through this really long season. Kev, someone that you know particularly well, Jack Noel, I know he's a, a personal friend of yours, kind of felt like he just ran out of time. He just ran out of time because he was so devastating on the last tour, having played against him and Kevin and I are actually going to play potentially against him this weekend. He's going to be a pissed off Jack Noel even better, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> he he almost just ran out of time getting himself back fit. So firstly, I mean, the, the, the staying injury free seems really important, um, but then getting a good run of form after those injuries seems pretty important too. Yeah, hips, hips over there. I think it's that it's the accumulative time, isn't it? That these guys, a lot of these lads, have played back-to-back seasons, especially with COVID, it's had an effect as well. So back-to-back seasons almost from a World Cup. Um, so they've had a lot of rugby under the belt. Like you say, touching on on, on Jackie's, yeah, it's just unlucky. I think, like you say, he's run out of time. Um, you know, he's only had, I think he's had one game under his belt. Um, I'm sure he'll still be in contention. Um, like I say, with injuries and uh, to back three, he's taken quite a lot of back three as well. So there will, there'll, I'm sure there'll be a few injuries and he, he may well get called up. But um I think just that how attritional, especially Premiership as well, how attritional it is week in, week out. Um, it's just been tough for him um, and, and a lot of the lads as well. So hopefully they can stay fresh heading into the tour, um, and we see the best. You know, we get the we get to see the best of the lines as opposed to a, a tied lines really. Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't think that's going to do us any good against the Mama South Africans, as we've touched on. I think one of the areas that we've touched on briefly was that Farrell uh, leadership point of view. And I think if we're looking at the selection of 10s that they've made, Farrell's very clearly in there as like a hybrid 12, 10, um, which he does very, very well for his country and his club. So if we look at that, the one to miss out is Johnny Sexton, like someone who's played at the pinnacle be hugely successful for years and years and years probably falls into that topic of the, what you guys have talked about in and around injury and then dipping and, and peaking of form because some of the European games he played he was outstanding but it's that consistency with the selection of um, Bigger who has just been unbelievable for about six months really um, and then Finn Russell who has this kind of maverick ability to do anything he wants with the ball um, do you think we will see this is an open question so jump in whoever feels that they want to touch the out half I mean I'm, I'm conscious that we're all forwards here right um, <laughs> but do you think we're going to see a Farrell and a, a bigger combination or a Farrell and a Russell combination or do we see Farrell eventually in a test match going slipping into that 10 jersey I think it's I think it's a fascinating it's a hell of a call out because I honestly don't know I honestly don't know is there's a part of me thinks so Dan Bigger has been unbelievable um, which he has been and there's another part of me thinks okay do you go for Finn at 10 and Faz at 12 so you've got Finn Scott an incredible passing game unbelievable vision a real swagger a real confidence um, and then you've got Faz alongside him who's so calm he's so composed he's so competitive he's been there and done it all and is that a good combination? Um and it'll be fascinating to see sort of how they play because at, at some point I would imagine they will play in 10 and 12. And it'll just be so interesting to see yeah. for me just how they play uh, alongside each other. I think that point, I think it's it's going to be so interesting to see who's going to be in the 10 and 12 shirts because I think it's I think it's wide open and there's a number 
of different combinations that could be unbelievable. Yeah, no doubt about it. Do either of you two want to touch that one? You want to talk about? I think, it, I think it may be a little bit of an maybe a little bit of an insight as to who he's picked with the centres. I think he's only gone if I'm correct me if I'm three wrong. Three centres. Yeah. Is it Bundiaki, um, who probably is a slightly different player to, to Farrell? Um, who's the other one? Henshaw again, slightly different player. So if they're looking for more of a player maker at 12 then Farrell, yeah. Farrell's that, the guy who probably fits that role and then he's um, probably he has got Chris, Chris Harris well. Har- Harris at 13 Chris, yeah. Chris who, Harris who, who's, 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 like who's who is a 13 yeah yeah exactly so that's probably more of an indication I think personally maybe looking to play more as a as a 12 and use the other two as 10 but um, yeah they're lucky that they've got lots of different options there the, the the potential for what those guys can do together because the, the beauty of the Lions is um, for me is that you get to see these combinations that just in no other in no other realm is it a possibility so you know the possibility of an Alan Wynn Jones a Toje sent uh, second row partnership like that is an that is a world class second row partnership but if but if we touch on the front row quickly Hibs we're going to go a little bit front row nausea here okay um, <laughs> The, the hookers for me more or less picked themselves. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I thought Ken Owens was probably the standout from the Six Nations as a fan as I watched it. I think Kyan Dickey um, has this like ridiculous power and, and ability to just go and smash people, which you need to get the South Africans. And then you had uh, Jimmy George, who's got so much credit in the bank, um, really good set piece hooker. Did did those surprise you at all? No, oh, I think th- those those men picked themselves really. I thought the all three uh, yeah definitely the right choice I think like we touched on Halloween where he came back for the Six Nations and he was one of the biggest uh, cogs in that Welsh machine that got us working again uh, yeah. especially in the line out he got us going in the park he's, he's very abrasive uh, again Cowan Dickey I think Gats likes him a lot uh, and looking at the other selections of the other abrasive sort of Powerful runners, the, the Hamish and Simmons, he just fits perfect for them. And I, I'm looking at the sort of broader selection of it all. I think that's what Scott's got his mindset down there. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see who it is. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I look forward to that battle, to be fair. It'd be quite cool. It's a hell of a battle. Three very, very like top class hookers. Um, I think if we flicked it just to the right of the hooker to the tight head slot, I'll be honest. I had I did not see Sinkler being left out. This was like all the lads were banding around going like, oh, Sexton or oh Davies. And I was like, yes, yes. Sinkler was the one that just jumped off the page at me because um, as we've probably all done in my brother's WhatsApp group, there's four of us and we're pegging away on the rugby and we're saying like, okay, pick your, <laughs> pick your squad. Like Furlong, who's probably the best tight head in the planet for me, um, maybe a bit biased. And then Sinclair was like, he was penned and he wasn't penciled in. It was um, who, either Porter or Ferguson or Francis um, to take up the other spot. So um, when you look at those, that sort of selection, I mean, how is he left out, Sinclair? You know, for what reason? Is it a scrummaging ability? Is it um, maybe the, just it doesn't fit? Or what do we think? Again, I was shocked at this selection. My only thought is, look at this, again, looking at the squad, it's South Africans would be a big ties and lump, Lumpers coming at you, do you mean winding you up, mm. trying to get you uh, uh, going, trying to get you off your game? 
Uh, and that's the only, I think, maybe his weakness in his game. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah. Uh, around the park, scrimmaging. But he can be drawn into that battle of uh, just pulling him out of his, his good place, uh, putting yeah. him into a dark place where he's trying to uh, do other things. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Porter was probably the one who we all had uh, penned in or penciled in in our po- because he can play both sides. So he probably has the benefit of yeah. being able to cover, like in the modern era, to cover loose head and tight head. Let me tell you two back rowers, it's not like jumping from six to seven or seven to six. It's, a different, it's a different gravy. Right? It's, easy. it's so, just a different angle. Yeah. But, say, yeah. but I do think that Porter, so from what I hear, apparently he is a bit of in the nicest possible way, a bit of a freak athletically. Yeah. He's apparently unbelievably explosive, like um, powerful and that sort of stuff. Um, as you said, so Furlong is up there, you know, with the top guys in the world. I also do think I was fortunate to, I was fortunate enough to coach uh, up in Glasgow like, for six or seven months. And I think the yeah. Fagerson, I think, I think a lot of people outside Scotland I don't think they know yet sort of how good he is. I I honestly, I could see him, I could see him starting a test. I genuinely could. And a lot of people outside Scotland probably think, no, it's madness. But I think that he's the coming man. He's still only young. He's still only around about sort of 24. Um, and he does everything. He scrums well. He gets around the park. He's good in the jackal. And I think, I think a lot of people... Uh, will be surprised just by how good he is as well over the course of the tour. Yeah, I think that's the sort of insight that um, is valuable. And I think you probably don't appreciate that until you're really in those intimate uh, situations where you can see him train on a day-to-day basis. Um, the, the the most difficult one for me throughout this whole um, discussion was was probably the second row back row, right? So let's jump to the back row because we have two... Um, two quality operators in the back row here with us. I mean, to pick a back row from that, Falatoy looks nailed on it, nailed on at eight, and he's been sensational. I mean, I saw a game for Bath a couple, I think it might've been two weekends ago where he was like chipping and chasing and he's just, he looks fit and healthy. He's had some horrific injuries on his forearms. He looks fairly nailed on at eight, but how you go about, and that's not to disrespect Jack Conan. Jack Conan's been brilliant, but Falatoy's form's just been so exceptional. And um, how you go about picking a six and seven from you know Watson, Curry, Tipperick? <laughs> I don't envy Gatlin at all. Okay, so if we're talking about how big this South African team's going to be, where what direction do we go with that back row? So, uh, I mean, for me, um, again, it comes looking at the broader selection. Um, and actually, it's, it's looking at the second rows who they've picked because I think a lot of those second rows uh, are quite comfortable at six. Um, obviously, Courtney Laws uh, plays a lot of six as well. Um, Atoji can play six. Is it Tad, Tad Byrne can play six, even Henderson. Yeah. So you've got four guys there who I think they could potentially drop down or fill a bench spot depending on uh, just for versatility. Because um, mm. it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um like you say, do you want to go with two smaller guys, perceived to be smaller guys, in Curry and, and Watson, um, who would be I think would be brilliant together, but you maybe then lose a little bit in the lineout. Um, so it's that it's finding the right balance, and I think having those options in the second row to drop down is important. Okay, so just before we, we touch on that, like let's touch on this perceived smallness, and I know you've said that, Kev, because you you completely we had this discussion um, earlier on, like 
Watson is not too small to play for the Lions. Watson has been unbelievable for Scotland throughout the Six Nations. We we played against Curry recently. Curry is, for me, the best player in England. I think that he, he can do everything. So how do we feel about the, the perceived label on players that they're too small? I mean, Kelly, you're a Scottish man, proud, uh, multi-cab. Yeah. You were probably delighted to see Hamish Watson doing so well. How did it sit with you whenever people were saying, oh, he's too small to go and play for the Lions? I think... It, I think if you look at his stats, and then he probably is not that big, and he's not that tall, but it doesn't matter because because by God he's explosive, he's explosive. You know, there's a lot of bigger men than him that don't win as many collisions as he wins. He is he is unbelievably explosive, and it's just an. I think it's a bit of it's almost a lazy argument. It's the old thing, you know. Um, uh, Rugby's not played on a bit of paper. Okay, so if you look at a bit of paper and you see, oh, it says he's only five foot eleven or he's six foot or whatever he is, he'll probably get angry if I'm saying he's under six foot. So let's say six foot one. Okay, so six, six foot one, and he's uh, and he's probably he's probably around 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 about hundred kilos. So he's not a tiny man, but he punches so far above his weight. If you if you see him on on the rampage he's like a pinball he just mm. bounces off people and so and so I, I don't buy into that at all I know he's big enough he's he's strong he's another guy that's a bit of a like like Andrew Andrew Porter is just is physically he's just so gifted um, and so I, I don't buy into that argument at all and I'd also go in terms of the back row I think you've got to have a line out option at six and so and so it's either burn it's laws it's a toje i know that um justin tipperick's a bit of a line option as well and so he's if you want to go a bit more mobile but still have a line option then you could play him at six as well yeah i don't and think so you, can, you don't think you can generally leave tips out of that back row do you know what I mean? he's the, well, he's yeah, the bridge thing. so difficult yeah. He's the bridge between the backs and the forwards. He's almost like a <laughs> an extra outside half. Uh, and there's someone who you could perceive as a, a small bloke because he's still got a body like a 13-year-old girl. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, But he is just incredibly gifted and his footballing ability is just phenomenal. He sees... Yeah, you could play him anywhere. You could play him in the backs and he, he'd be flying. Uh, and he could be... A, Glue and again, like, yeah, like that Hamish. He's he, the only way to describe him is he's a power ball. You try yeah, to hit is. him, and he'll spring off faster the other way. And he's he's incredible. And yeah, again, I don't envy Gats picking that back row, but yeah. all I know he's going to be absolutely blessed for the impact players coming on. Because uh, you bring a couple of power balls on, you against some big men. It's going to be fun. And we've not even really like, and we've not even spoken about uh, the likes of a Conan. So he probably came out of left field. A lot of a lot of people probably didn't expect him to come in. But if you look at how he played over the Six Nations for Ireland mm. and then for Leinster as well, he's been on some pretty serious form, and he could be the sort of player that sort of flies in under the radar and just and just goes on the tour and absolutely. Uh, and absolutely smashes it. So it's an embarrassment of riches. But one person we haven't spoken about is obviously is Sam Simmons. 
who yeah. I'm, you know, I'm over the moon for someone to be picked on form. He's probably should have had a handful more caps over the Six Nations, loads more, but he's been playing bloody well for his club. Um, and he's been picked on merit, so I think you know you chuck him in. You know you chuck him in as well. Someone maybe maybe may not start a test, but to bring off the bench as a, a power ball, yeah, like you say, a, an impact player, or um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a tough decision picking that back five. Uh, I was looking at stats earlier. Funny enough, we were in the physio room, and uh, he's like nearly a hundred extra appearances and sixty-two tries. That's <laughs> no. just an incredible strike rate. Unbelievable. Uh, it, yeah. So, yeah, I'm so glad he's been picked. Obviously, he doesn't fit into uh, what Eddie wants to do, but oh, Gats will use him, and Gats will use him very well. Yeah, because you've heard people talk about how effective he's going to be on like the hard grounds of South Africa, and you could see him kind of popping up in those outside channels, just like the devastating effect. So, I mean, we're none of us are envious of Gatlin, but just remember in about half an hour's time we are going to try and construct what we think Gatlin's going to pick for his first test so we're starting to plant the seeds and if anybody needs thrown under the bus just throw me I'm more than happy um the scrum halves is an interesting one all right so uh, Ben Youngs obviously has admitted himself from selection that was uh, big news last week totally understandable reasons I think does the question I suppose really frames and I picked those three scrum halves that they were the three that I went to after Young's um, pulled himself out of selection. Ali Price provides something really electric and Davies people on wheels talk about being like an absolute freak, like one of the fastest people that they've seen come through that Welsh camp. Hibs, you might know a bit more, but for me, it looks like the way that team's set up that Murray's going to slot back into that nine jersey. Do we, do we see any, um, I mean, Hibs, you, you might feel differently. Uh, Kelly, you might think differently in relation to <laughs> Ali, but it does look the way Gatlin likes to play the game, the way you have to seem to have to play against South Africa, you have to have a really, really good kicking game, and that is Conor Murray's bag. Yeah, I think it's Conor Murray's bag, and it's Biggs' bag. So if, you, if you're going to play a combination of the two, and uh, those will be the boys. And I know Gats really is fond of Conor, uh, uh, because... It, in the 2013 uh, series and I was only young then and yeah. you just come on the scene and, and he nearly started that third test so it overfills he uh, yeah he said that was the hardest pick he, he made that week uh, when it came down to it so that was crazy uh, yeah if it's looking like the, the way Gats wants to play this game I think yeah he's, he's going to be the number one there but then again with Kodo, Garth coming off the bench or uh, his speed around the thing, it's, 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 and Ali had a fantastic situation. It's, again, it's, it's brilliant. It's an abundance of riches. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, mean, I think it's more about the combination, really. It's, so that's the big thing. So, yeah. like, you know, as we've said, you know, so Finn is maybe a bit more of a, of a player of a maverick. And so if you've got him, you know, do you want someone like a Conor Murray at nine to, to kind of rein him in a little bit or, or you know, who knows like it is it's wide open I think Ali Ali is obviously like very very quick as well and so gets on the end of play so again it's all to play for you know we're saying this in every position pretty much but I genuinely think the starting team in the first test is all to play for and it's how the guys play and how the combinations work in the four or five games before that yeah, definitely. I think um I just want, I just wonder if um do combinations like as in 
bigger and Davis. Well, that does that have an impact on selection, maybe, or similar with hookers and tight ends and loose heads? You know, do they do those connections? Will they will they have an impact on selection? Um, I don't know whether you know if 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 Gatlin will see that they'll be more comfortable together. Maybe uh, you know, obviously Ali Price and Finn Russell have, have worked closely together, so whether that, that that has an impact on selection, I'm not sure. Um, Hibs might know a bit more about that. Oh, it, it, the combination does help. It definitely helps uh, uh, in the front row. We, it doesn't. It, it does help in the, if you know the prop, you know what they're going to do. You know when they're going to tackle and cheat, and uh, <laughs> you know stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's going down the way the game plan. That's what I generally think. I think they'll have oh, what, six games before those tests. They work up those combinations and those pairings. Um, I, I quite like the idea of, uh, of uh, a straight guy like a Conan and a Finn, like what balances out each other. Or you go for Ali and a, a Cowdor and a, uh, a Biggs. Do you know what I mean? So they they sort of got a bit of both, the best of both worlds there. Definitely. I think it's probably an appropriate time to touch on like then the influence of the coaches um, within the selection. Let's let's start with the selection. So, I mean, obviously um, this, the coaching team was announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think the coaches are, must be aware that at the end of the day, winning the test series is, is their currency, right? As a coach, winning is your currency as a playing winning is your currency. Um, but when you have someone in there like a Tandy or a Townsend or a Gatlin who's worked with the Welsh players, um, how how much do you think when that when they when they have to sit down and actually pick this thirty seven man squad, they're they're probably leaning on experiences that they've had with these players. So when that comes to selection, we probably will end up seeing a Townsend having an influence on how this Lions team is going to attack. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I think so. I think when it comes down to the fifty fifty calls. Uh... He'll lean on those experiences with the player and what they've done for him in the past. Um, when it comes to those 50-50 calls, I think when they're out and out, number one, it'll be slightly different. But the yeah, yeah, it'll the input for those selected on the 50-50s will definitely come down to uh, who you work closely with. You know. Yeah. Anything else on that? No, I think as coaches, you know, every coach. Every coach has players that they trust, and they uh, and they back players. And I do think, I do think you know that Scotland, um, that obviously Scotland, you know, won the two away games in the Six Nations this year, and so a couple of big tests away from home has been a criticism of Scotland over the past sort of few years. And I think, and I think that that, alongside the fact that there's obviously a couple of Scottish coaches, I think it definitely it increased the number there. Um, because those guys obviously know, obviously know the Scottish players well, and so they, I'm sure, whilst they would probably have been trying to be as impartial, yeah, as they can be if they've got a good sort of a good personal and working relationship with the players, is much more likely to really fight for them. Yeah, and I think I suppose it's probably a fair time to bring up um, what probably. Again, I'm suggesting will have been Gat- one of Gatlin's most difficult decisions, which was to leave Jonathan Davies out of the the squad because, I mean, 
you only need to look back to previous Lions tours, okay? Man of the Tour in 2017 against the All Blacks. Um, Jonathan Davies has had his issues with injuries, there's no doubt about it, but has come back and, and shown some decent form. I think that must have been really difficult for Gatlin to do. He was quoted earlier as saying, it's probably taken a little bit of time. It was a tough call and he was absolutely outstanding in 2017, but this is four years on. So I think, Kev, if we just go to you um, quickly, did you think that stood out as, if you were putting yourself in Gatlin's shoes, the, the selection that would have stung the most to make as, as a as a person, I suppose, rather than a coach? Yeah, like you say, he's, he's obviously had coached him for a long time previously as well. So he's obviously got a relationship there. Um, it, like you say, you can't, you, you know, he, he's done very, very well in the in the tour, but that was four years ago. Um, so he's obviously tried to make a decision that he believes is based on form and what's best for the team. Um, and that would, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that would have been a really tough decision for him um, if he has a relationship with him from his time, time at Wales. But he's obviously done what he feels is is, is best for the squad and the, and the team. And, um, you know, only picking, I think, the three centres and then obviously having Farrell there as well, probably sliding in. It's, um, yeah, he's just unlucky to miss out. He's another, he's another one that um, was probably, probably penciled in. Um, but but just didn't quite just didn't quite make it. Yeah, I think where he's been unlucky where in the past, where if Gats have been still in charge of Wales, uh, he would know where uh, Foxy is at the moment and body wise, playing wise, he would have a little bit more insight to it. With Gats mm. stepping away uh, and coaching elsewhere, so those little fifty-fifty uh, calls or those intrigues sort of go away. Uh, so it doesn't fall right for you then, unfortunately. But he, Fox has been incredible for Wales and uh, and the Lions for the last 10 years. So, uh, again, he's another one who could be straight back in if, if anyone does pick a knock-up. No, I was going to say, uh, I completely agree. I think I, when the squad was announced and you're sitting sort of watching it and that sort of stuff, I didn't even think that he wouldn't be in it. Like, like because he's been such a mainstay uh, of the lines, and he was outstanding in 2017. He's he's clearly such a class player. I just was like, oh yeah, he's obviously in it. And so I said, no, he's not in it. So what? But yeah, it's a major shot. But also, also you know, the three centres, and then you got Faz, and someone that would not actually mention it. You've got uh, Elliot Daly, who's been playing at 13 a fair bit as well over the course of the season. And so there is a bit of cover there, um, and a bit of quality cover, but it's still. I think just because of what he's done in the past as well, it's still, it's still, it's a shock. It is. Definitely. I think, I suppose if we move to that, to the back three then, because daily, like you said, is like, I saw someone talking about it and they were saying that, um, you know, to go, I actually think the Lions released like a little segment of what looked like a coach's selection meeting and it, and it was very interesting. And they were talking about if you give away penalties within your own half or within 55, really, um, teams will kick the ball away because they're scared of giving away those penalties because they were suggesting it was a player they were talking about can just punish you, right? And now Daly has this enormous left cannon, especially never mind the fact that they're going to be at altitude. He is going to be an absolute weapon. But if you look at that back three, it it looks like with the numbers that they've selected, because of the way they've been able to pick, um, you know, 
uh, Farrell is kind of like an auxiliary 10 slash 12. They've been able to steal a number or two in the back three. Like I look at the back three and maybe it's just because I'm an ignorant hooker. There was more wingers and fullbacks picked than I thought there was going to be. So it, clearly a huge amount of quality. Great to see, um, you know, guys like Duhan, who's been so de- devastating in the Six Nations, but also guys like Zamet and Jadzi, who've been... Um, Josh Adams, that is, sorry, nicknames, um, who've been so devastating <laughs> too. I think the two standout fullbacks look like Hogg and Williams, um, but they've been able to steal an extra body in order to to not have to drop some what is undoubtedly some unbelievable quality. So with looking at that, I mean, for me, I, I have no issue saying it. I think Watson's probably been one of the most outstanding um, back three players throughout the Six Nations and stuff. I mean, we're going to have to do it eventually. Is there anyone that we think's been missed out there? Is there a Johnny May who we think's been hard done by? Or do we look at that and think he's picked that pretty well, pretty accurately over the form? Uh, yeah, I think Johnny, I th- of course, uh, probably a few guys that think they've uh, been unlucky. J- Johnny May will be one of them. But you know, he, he has, I think it's seven, is it seven back three players? Yeah. Um, uh, which which seems quite a lot. Um, but like you said, that, that there's guys that can play 13 as well. So I think he's covered all bases there, really. Um, he's got some young guys with, obviously, Zamet um, uh, coming in, so a bit of X factor there as well. So, yeah, I think he's, I personally think he's got, um, you know, more than enough cover there. Um, it's going to be, a t- again, it's gonna, we said it every, you know, in all the selections, that's going to be a tough pick, that that back three. I'm not, that's, I don't know too much about wingers and full backs and whatnot, but um yeah, see, I think your fullback, you know, is going to be probably looking like it would be Hogg. Um, and then a few guys maybe squeezing it, like someone like Watson, who probably the best position is fullback maybe, but can obviously play on the wing as well. So it's, uh, it's another tough one. I suppose, I suppose if we're not we're not going to um, going to go any further on that, I think it's probably an appropriate time now that we've kind of worked our way through some of those big decisions. There's, there was other um, big decisions, but I think... Do we have a feel for from that the squad that he's announced as to how the Lions are going to play? Do you mean we look at that kind of uh, 10, Owen Farrell 12 with maybe a Henshaw 13? He was probably the standout centre. Um, do we look at there's kind of a very directness to this team? Do we see them going with two wingers who can go and get after the ball? Do we see them back in like a Zamet and a Duhan who are really good going forward? How do we how do we as a group see that group of um, players being directed by the coaching staff? I think they're going down to run. Uh, they're going down to run and be very abrasive. To be fair, you looked at them those selections and uh, yeah, they, they pinched. They picked a, a bunch of power balls and uh, and boys who can run and not just run straight they can run round them uh, through them and all and yeah just some quality players that you know they won't be scared to play uh, uh, in whatever way they do it uh, yeah it's it's, I, it's two things I like the squad he's picked because it's abrasive and I like the fact that he's picked a lot of boys on form yeah. Which is key going into this into this summer, and the, instead of taking a couple of te- uh, games to get warmed into it, these boys will be firing uh, and firing shots from the start, and getting the staffers uh, a little bit worried. Kelly, as someone who's in coaching, I suppose it'd be interesting to get your ask, your your kind of thoughts from how that makeup is is put together. What sort of way do you do? You, do you would you agree with Hibbs? Do you see them actually really trying to get on the front foot, or do you see them being slightly more pragmatic? So the thing that I think is really interesting is um, uh, I've never 
obviously working with Gatlin, but he's sort of known as being like sort of fairly, he coaches a fairly sort of abrasive style, a direct style. And him, but um, knowing Gregor, he's way more down the, like so mm. as a player and as a coach, he wants to play. And so it's going to be really interesting just seeing the dynamic and seeing how as a team, how they're going to evolve. And the other thing I think that is actually is exciting is the number of new Lions. And so I don't know if it's more than normal or whatever, but it seems like there's a lot of guys are going on their first tour, whereas whereas on the last tour, you could probably have guessed a lot of that squad. I think I think a lot of this squad, it's not the squad that uh, a lot of pundits or a lot of ex-players whatever pick. It's a completely different squad, and mm. so and so it's tough to say exactly exactly how they'll play. I, I think you know the defense is going to be massive, and so Steve Tandy will be drilling them and making sure that they're on it to, in terms of that. But um, uh, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see how they attack. Yeah, Kev, any thoughts on that? No, just um, maybe on the on the flip side of that, it's, it's we haven't really spoken about it, worked out too much, but uh, South Africa, we haven't I mean, really spoken about uh, here, what whoa, they. That's a that's a separate. Why are you still on my podcast episodes here, mate? That's oh, a separate, I'm getting I'm sorry, getting the mate, band sorry. I'm getting the band back together in about two weeks' time. <laughs> Normally, that's not listening. No, it's just, it'd just be interesting to see where where they're at because obviously I'm mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've played a test since World Cup final. No. Um, granted, look, a lot of them are playing you know top level rugby um, in Europe or or wherever it may be. But it would just be interesting to see how they you know a lot of the again I'm not 100 percent sure, but like the previous tour in New Zealand, you know New Zealand had played however many tests leading into that. Uh, the same with Australia played a few, so they they were together for a little bit longer. Obviously, the Lions are chucked together a little bit, a few games to warm into it, but South Africa are going to be in a, in a similar sort of position. All right, they've just won a World Cup, but it was two years ago. So it'd be interesting to see how they turn up form-wise as well, um, how many games they're going to have to warm into, uh, you know, to, to warm into that first test. But um, I think the squad he's got up there and as a whole, uh, he can pick an abrasive physical team or he can pick a team that, that wants to run and chuck the ball around a bit. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. It's, so it's got to be, it's got to be physical. Like so, uh, I know the Springboks. Uh, I know they haven't played since the World Cup, but every time you play against them, you have got to win the physical battle. And if you don't, they will essentially just kick the, it'll just kick the crap out of you, and they'll, and they'll physically dominate you. And so it's got to be a team that can either match them as a minimum, or can beat them physically. And ultimately, as we all know, if you win that battle, it's a long way, you know, to winning the war. And so it's got to be a team that is able to stand and go against the Springboks toe-to-toe. And so when the Springboks are attacking, so we've got to stop them on the game line. But I do think in attack, I think the Lions have got to play a bit more uh, because we don't want to just sort of try and smash through them. I think that we do need to play around them, you know, in little... uh, lots of short passes, you know, to try and make the move a bit more. I do, what Kev just said as well, I do worry I haven't seen them for two years because you don't know what's coming. They've just been 
there, uh, just sitting happy on the on the World Cup title, and you turn up and they they could be they could be fifteen different monsters uh, uh, with another seven ready to come on. You know, <laughs> um, I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous that aspect. I haven't seen them, uh, and like before the last World Cup, everybody didn't have them down to get to the final or, or win it, but they certainly turned up. So not having seen them, I'm a little bit nervous. Absolutely. I think they could they could turn up just I haven't been in the gym for two years and be even bigger and <laughs> what a scary fucking prospect that is. Um so we talk about um we've we've covered lows. I think kind of a last opportunity for anyone to kind of, you know, produce anyone that we feel um they feel particularly from their nation has been hard done by on missing out. I think we've covered loads, but just a last kind of opportunity. No, I think I, I I do want to tip my hat to the, the selection of the coaches. To be fair, again, I think that's been picked on uh, on uh, form, <laughs> which is mm. is great. Gatta has gone for what he knows or his his usual uh, cohorts. He's gone uh, and having played with Tandy, coached by Tandy, and uh, and I watched Tandy's uh, dia. I just think it's I definitely tip my hat to him, and I think he's uh, he's definitely earned his place. Okay, it's highly thought of in Scotland. The boys, is they love him, and obviously, yeah. over the last two years, the Scottish defence has been well. It's been the best in the Six Nations. So, and that yes, down to the players, but he's done a lot of good work, and I know that the all of the Scottish guys is they love him, and they think he's very, very good. Okay, so if we look to try and get to the, the money end of this, right, the, the, the difficult bit, Kev, you can be any one of the coaches that you want to be because you're the one with the bald head. Um, right, so let, let, let's work through it, right? As, as the coaching staff, let's put ourselves in Gatlin's shoes. This isn't about who Kelly Brown thinks, Hibbs thinks. Um, I've got too much thinks. hair anyway to be a coach. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> in right. The current, in the current coaching I'm, ticket. I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> two more years um so we look at that let's think about let, let's look to, to form a 23 right the plan is we make a 23 from the squad that's selected and then we're gonna we're gonna put some social media stuff together whenever the actual squad test match squad is is um is, is announced so obviously we have the luxury of no injuries we have the luxury of everybody being fit if we look to start working our way through it let's go let's start with the forwards because like we mentioned earlier four forwards together we can put our brains together and name what we think Gatlin's going to go with alright let's try not to fall out and let's make sure that um, <laughs> we're picking a team to go and smash South Africa I'm going to go out there straight away at number one and say that I think Marco Vunapula has been picked to go and be a test to be a test play uh, lion okay do do we agree with that or are we thinking that what Win Jones who was unbelievable through the Six Nations or Sutherland who um, it, like his recovery back from that horrific I think it was a, an infected groin or back um, has been has been unbelievable um, do we see either of them ousting who is already a multiple test cap lion I think with Mako, Mako is at the moment, yeah, he's test number one. But like what Wynn did in the Six Nations, I think he came on and seen and, and showed his dominance in the scrum. And yeah, and uh, his jackal you know hips. Yeah, exactly. He, he's he's a he's a strong fox over that ball, and uh, yeah, he, he he earned that shirt in the end. And I think we're going to need a strong scrum against uh, this South African team. Okay, so who do you think Gatlin's going to pick, though? This is the the question: is who do we think Gatlin's yeah, going for? Who you, who's Gatlin going to pick? I think it's going to come. 
Yeah, I think you know, it's start. It's going to at the moment is it's Mako, uh, but I think Win could could possibly creep in. Okay. Um, any objections to Mako going in? Lads, I, I promised I'd get you out of here by a quarter or two if we <laughs> we need to take a while. Right, we're going Mako, executive decisions, my podcast, like my ball, I'll do what I want, right? It's my <laughs> podcast, I'll do what I want, right? So we're going Mako based on um, a little bit of credit in the bank, all right? Not moving to Hooker, let's go for that. I think, um, I don't want to lead this, but I think Ken Owens has a little bit of experience in the bank. I think Ken Owens um, has the ability to be set piece and also hugely influential um, off the pitch as well. So do we see that any differently? Sweet. This isn't. This I think isn't. This is with. I think it'll be. Um, I think Ken in the Six Nations. He was very good, an experienced player in the Welsh team. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I presume he's one of the leaders in that team, is he, Hibbs? So I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he led well. I thought he threw well. I thought he played well all round. I think it'll be him with Jamie George on the bench. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's big. I reckon. <laughs> Now, I know Kevin Dickey, he was probably ahead of uh, Jamie in the Six Nations, but I think just against the Springboks, I think just having the calming influence of Jamie on the bench, his set piece, his nose, like Jamie is, is, is unbelievable at just doing the basic things incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think that he'll be on the bench. He'll come on um, in the second half, you know, to see out the first test. Okay. Done. I'm not sure, Kev. So you looked as if you disagreed with that there. No, I was, I was actually thinking. I kind of, I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. I think maybe as the tests potentially test two and three. I know we're picking for test one, but I think. I think Dicky might might squeeze in on that bench spot as the test move forward. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. That first test when you want to experience, you want a foothold yeah. in the series, all those things. Maybe um, bringing Jamie off the bench uh, as a as a sort of a calming player, experienced player is probably the best option. For me, I think it's either start Jamie or Ken with uh, going Dicky on the bench. I just love what he brings when he comes on. Okay. We'll get to sixteen eventually. Let's let's put that on on burner. Let's we're gonna we're gonna go um, Ken Owens. So we're going to tight head now, right? So any objections to tag furlong? With the wait, for for for, te- for Kelly, just hear me out for, 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 for test for test one for test one. We're going test one with Xander with the potential to squeak in and oust him. Yeah, I ju- I just think I've just got this feeling that it's going to be a coming of age for Xander and I. Think, and as I said, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. But if Gats is picking it now on form, and from what Gats knows of the players, I do think he goes for Furlong. But I, I, yeah, I've just got this feeling, of, or maybe I'm well, I am biased, but I've just <laughs> got this feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, I think the Xander is gonna, he's gonna push really, really hard for that starting spot. Um, right. And if you had Furlong on the bench, he's not a bad man, you know, to bring off the bench, is he? So, um, but right now, I do think I do think that um, if you're Gats, I think you're going for Furlong. 
Okay, let's move through to the second row combo. All right, so we're assuming Alwyn Jones has been named to go and actually play the test. He's not like a tour captain, so we have to assume that Alwyn Jones is going to be either four or five. Maybe the numbers are irrelevant for the Lions, I don't know. Um, is he a line-out caller? Do you need a line-out caller? Do you, does a 2J go in there or does he sit at six? Discuss. I don't think he wants to call. I think he'll he'll want to be concentrated on the captain, so... I think his partner will want to go in and, uh, and be the main caller. Uh, Carl, I don't know if you, you... Yeah, but yeah, I think it's got to be Mario. Like, yeah. he's one of the best players in the world. Um, again, I'm biased, but he um, he is a line caller. Yeah. He um, he was under a bit of pressure in the Six Nations. He got, he copped a lot of flack, but he's a, he's a quality player. And, and I think he will thrive um, against the physical confrontation uh, of playing against the Springboks. Yep, I agree. Um, if there's no objections, I think we move through to the back row. I think the one position we could probably agree with no disrespect to Conan or Simmons, I don't know Warren Gatlin. It seems like he likes Falatoy. There's every reason to like Falatoy. He's an incredible player and he's probably the one that stands out in the number eight role. 100%. Okay, yeah, so Falatoy yeah. slots into the number eight and then this is where it all goes to shit because we need to pick <laughs> two of the back rowers. Um, I, I didn't have a contingency put in place on how we do this, but I think um, I, I'm going to go and give you my opinion first just so we can break the ice. I think he's going to go curry Tipperick. I think Tipperick does provide the enough of a line-out option for him and I also think... Um, I think Curry is just, I, I'm a huge fan of Curry without nozzling him off too much because I do have to play against these fellas. Like, I think Curry is exceptional <laughs> at, what he, at, at, at what he does. Um, and I could see either a Watson or a Simmons coming off the bench. That's my personal opinion. Kev, you're very quiet. You've you've got plenty of friends in rugby. Tell me what you think about the back row. Uh, it's, it's probably the trickiest, trickiest call, really. I said, I, I'm, I think Marrow for the second row because he's a line-up caller, but I can I could see him playing six as well. Um, I don't think he'll start six in the first test. I think I personally think you're right with with Tipperich at six and Curry at seven. Oh, it's really tough on Watson because he's been so good. Like, he was so a player, player of the Six Nations. He was unbelievable. I know. I know. I just think um, maybe, again, I might be wrong, um, but I think Curry maybe offers a little bit more in the line-up if, if needed. Um Tipperich is obviously a good line option and Falatau. So, um, yeah, Willie, yeah, I think that, that for me, I'd, I'd agree with you. For the, for the first test, it'd be those three. It's the first time you've ever said that. I think, I think though, Burn, I think's got a good yeah. shout at six. I forgot, because I, I forgot about Feck and Tag Burn, he's, and he's Irish. He's Irish, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, but I just think in the Six Nations, he was. Excellent, like his line-out work. Yeah, and Henderson is, as well. Jesus Christ! <laughs> You've not even spoken about him. Yeah, you. You're a that's me. That, that's me being. That's or me Johnny being, Hill in the second row. Or Johnny, Johnny Hill. But, yeah. No, that's, like, that's yours. In fairness, I'm getting deleted <laughs> from Hendy's phone book now. Um. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just think Burn at six. I think he's a very, very good line-out operator. So, as is Tipperick, but. Burns sort of he's a second row standard I think he's a, li a little bit of a bigger man he's very good on the floor 
like yeah. he jackals like a man that's about five foot two as you just can't get him off the ball. Um so I think that he's got a good shout, but he's I think you're right, he's probably got to play his way in and he's probably got to earn the trust of Gatland. And so right now he probably doesn't have that. Okay, so just uh, hypothetically, I mean, what we could look to do is like a proper selection meeting, isn't it? Um, we just need a couple of bo- <laughs> I need a couple of bottles of red, and we're flying. What what we could do is is put Burn at six and move Tipperick to seven. But then you are dropping Curry, who's uh, who, who's an incredible player. Uh, if he drops to the bench, then you're looking at Watson dropping it all together. So, you know, I kind of had thought provisionally. Burn or Henderson would end up taking that second row slot. So, um, what are we thinking? Are we going to stick with the original, or are we going to make an adjustment? I thought you pretty spot on. <laughs> so, do you not have a Toji at all? No, 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 no. A Toji's in at five. A Toji's locked in the second row for me. All right, sorry. It's just when you said you had um, one of those guys that in the, on the second bench, row. Sorry. On the bench, sorry. Yeah. Right. yeah, because they have that ability to kind of go. Like, let's be honest, with Alman Jones and Atoje yeah. can kind of can go for eighty. Like, they're they're unbelievably fit, and you have the ability, the luxury with Bernard Henderson to kind of play second row or six. So that was kind of my thinking. Um, yeah, and we haven't even mentioned Courtney Laws. If we talk about being physical and abrasive against South Africa, it's. <laughs> It's uh, a line-out option, can play second right. row. I maybe personally see him probably more as a bench option, personally, because yeah. um, of his versatility coming off. But he's somewhat, the physicality he can bring, um, he's probably he's probably one of the big hitters in that pack, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just another spanner in the works. <laughs> and I think as well, just looking ahead, if you go, I think Simmons is probably your, your ideal bench man like so you bring him on you know for the final bit and he's just wheels and like he's something a bit different um, and so but if you do have him on the bench as one of either Watson or Tipperick or Curry or potentially two of them aren't in your squad so it's it's difficult really difficult uh, I think I think we need if we need to make a decision I think we need to lock in uh, we need to lock in Tipperick and we're going to have to lock in Curry. All right. I think f- from what you hear, Tipperick is is this phenomenal all-round footballer and Curry brings an abrasiveness. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fight it out another day. All right. We'll go with that because yeah. I'm conscious that you've all got lives and families, even though Kev's clearly happy on here because he doesn't have to do any father duties. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit like this for another three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's could be the daggers about five times now. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mrs. Hibbard. This is my, my fault. Um, you in bed, so we'll go- We haven't even mentioned this. You in bed? Well, yeah, it's a comfy spot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so we've gone Tipperick 6, Curry 7, Falatai 8. I say we, we've kind of just given up and gone with that. Uh, 9, are we comfortable with Murray? Yes. I think, yeah. 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 Tried and tested for a first test. I think that's probably the direction that... um, they'll look to go we talk about footholds into the game I think if we look to 10 I'm going to again I'm just just to break the ice I think Bigger probably stands out as the favourite at the minute even though I'm a huge fan of Russell because I love the Jouet and I love people who can create and bring people into the game I think there probably will be a lot of kick tennis and I just see Bigger's ability to go and get the ball out of the air as a huge strength 
Kelly, Agreed. Kelly, Kelly, we've met tonight and you know I hate my guts. I'm sorry. Is, is that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think, I, I do think right now, I think that he's probably, he's probably the front runner. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we look to move to uh, inside centre. Do we think um, Farrell's probably nailed on there because he's been named as, as a 10-12? He also provides that kind of goal kicking if you need it, even though Bigger's an amazing uh, goal kicker. Farrell is a 90 plus percenter. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think as well, as you've said, so the kicking game is is massive against the Springboks. And if you've got Murray and Bigger and Farrell and a hog, say, like, so that's four guys that are all unbelievable kickers. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, is you can shift the ball and you can manipulate the the backfield of the spring box, which I think is going to be key. Agreed. Um, who do we think is going to going to kind of who that who that combination going to be with Farrell in the centre? Who do we think Farrell is going to be tied in with? You obviously have Henshaw, who's been a standout, but then at the same time you've got uh, Harry's, who was unbelievable for Scotland. You have to say, I love daily stuff well. in there. Yeah. His Quality. defensive work is just unbelievable. Yeah. What he does in defence, it, it, it sort of puts you on the front row in attack. He's just a quality player, to be fair. Uh, agreed. Super impressed with him. And I reckon he's probably one, right? He's probably one of those, without getting into anything too deep, he's probably one of those who's sitting at home thinking like, um, there's people probably bashing him saying how's he got in for for someone who understands rugby like you do Hibs for, for, and the rest of yeah. us um, his work is unbelievable so I just want to agree and echo that I think his selection is completely justified um, do we think he's going to join Farrell in the centre or do we think Henshaw Aki or Daly I actually, I actually think I think I think Harris might start yeah. I, I, that's, I think he might start I think I think personally it'd be a toss up between him and uh, Henshaw. Um, I yeah I don't know what, I'm not sure um, I don't think there's a huge amount in it but I just think um, for his defensive qualities um, the full showed um, we're picking for the first test like you say I think he's yeah. it's almost his to lose I I feel um, yeah yeah I didn't think I didn't think he'd be picked. I'd have picked him, but I didn't think he'd be picked. And I think the fact he has been picked means they're really as maybe as maybe a bit of a lesser-known player again. You know, without being rude, you know, he's not as well known as some of these other players that he's gotten ahead of. I think it speaks volumes that that the obviously Gats, Rayton, and Tandy and Gregor have obviously fought incredibly hard for him. So I think the fact he's being picked, I think he is. He's, I think he's in the driving seat okay. right now. So, so, sure. so if we're comfortable, he's going to join Farrell in, in at thirteen. Then, yeah. okay. Yeah. So we move to the back three. Are we are we comfortable in saying that we think Hogg's going to be um, a standout fifteen in terms of who he thinks he's going to pick? Obviously injured in the last test, uh, the last test series four years ago, has is probably in the form of his life tearing up for Exeter comfortable under the high ball has the big spiral which we all love we, th- we think Hall's going in there and then we'll pick two wingers to go with yeah I think yeah, so I and he, he's got that long kick as well a long yeah. distance kick if you leave it daily out he, he makes up for it yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so are we leaving Daly out of the wings? Are we picking Daly? Does do we go for the attacking threat of Duhan van der Merve and Zamet? Do we go for the early ability of Jad, uh, Josh Adams? Do we go um, for someone who's been informed like Anthony Watson? What what are we going for there in in what we think Gatlin's going to pick? I'd go for me that um, Watson. I think has got to play. I think he's good early. He's he's. He's proper quick and he's got footwork. And for me, I think he's nailed on. I think it's the other wing spot is wide open. Okay. So yeah, do, he's got that X factor. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he can break a game up, you know. Yeah. If Watson's in then? Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Okay, so let me just let me just throw out Daly for the other wing, or are we going for someone of the attacking ability like Zamet, who just has um, the ability to go and attack, go and beat people, score tries? What, what are we thinking? I mean, I, the only reason I'm going for Daly is based on that kind of snippet, that kind of insight that you get that um, that cannon of a foot at altitude can win tests. Hibs, you know better than anyone. I mean, at test level now, it's more important than club rugby to notch up threes and build a scoreline. What do we think? I also think. Someone like a daily is a perfect man to put on the bench because he covers so he covers up thirteen out. Yeah. yeah. And so I, 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 I think he's yeah. the perfect man to have on the bench. Okay, so let's put Daly in at I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe is it to what Van der Merwe? Uh, he's joining uh, us next uh, year, uh, mate. So he's joining us next year, so you should yeah. probably learn how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have Yeah, yeah I I think um I think he would be a good option. Uh, physical, um, South African, so uh, knows how they play. Um, I think that gives a good contrast that then as uh, between Watson, who's a little bit quicker, good under the high ball, uh, and you could use um, Duran as more of a abrasive option off set piece and stuff as well. He's still so a bumstone of the team. Uh, he's an incredible attacker. You can't yeah. seem to bring him down. Yeah. But those big South African men, do you chuck Zamet in? We just run around and yeah, practice like and then go school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, he was in, like, I thought he grew about 10 years in, in the Six Nations uh, with some of those performances. Ah, and Gats loves a wild card. He loves chucking that, 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 uh, that bombshell in there just to uh, uh, ruffle a load of feathers and stuff. So yeah, I think Especially if they're going to go use like like Kelly says a kicking game, kicks yeah. are going to need to be chased, and he's you know you'd almost say that's one of his um, points of difference is his, yeah. his kick chase because he is so quick. Mm. Um, does, is he yeah, does so. he go, does he go get the ball out of the air like Josh Adams does? That's the question, I suppose. Is yeah. it going to be a contestable or a length kicking game? I suppose. Um, only they know. So if we're looking to lock in a fourteen, are we going Zamet or Duhan or Josh Adams? We've narrowed it down to three. Or and so we've not spoken about Liam Williams. So he was a starting back yeah. three in the last game, but he's been he's been injured a fair bit over the past year, and he has. If you want someone that can chase a high ball and catch a high ball, well, he can chase a yeah. and catch a high ball, and he's a competitive little bugger as well. And um, if you pair him up with bigger for braveness in the air, those two are just yeah. fishing them all day. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, so are we but, thinking Williams then? No, I'm not yeah. thinking him. I just, I just want to throw it in there. I, I think, uh, uh, I think right now because he, he just, 
his carry stats in the Six Nations were just obscene. I think Van der Mer was probably probably just ahead right now, but again, I think it's wide open that spot. Duhan, it is. Hibs, you're nodding. Kev, you're just happy to be away from the family. Okay, Duhan. I'm just confused how you haven't got a back on this panel. That would have made life so much easier. No fun. No fun. Uh, all right, so let, let's go through the bench really quickly. We've got we've got Daly in at 23. Um, we'll have this finished by tomorrow morning if we get a crack on now. So 16, we've either got Kyan Dickey or Jamie George. Um, I think I... It's so difficult. As a hooker, I think I could probably see Gatlin going Kyan Dickey just for what he brings in terms of his ab- abrasiveness, in terms of his... Yeah is go forward. I'm a huge Jimmy George fan uh, in that I think he's very, very um, accomplished in an all-round game. He also has the ability to kind of get link play further up the pitch if people make line breaks, which is a, which is a good trait come off the bench. My instinct is, though, from what I think, I per- how I perceive Gatlin, I think he'll probably end up picking Count Dickey. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the, Ken or uh, Jamie are starters with uh, with Luke on the, be- on the bench. I just love what he brings off with. Right, listen, I'm going to be honest, that's two hookers saying that, so Count Dickey's locked in. Um, we've either got Sutherland or Wynne Jones. I think, I think if you could, I think... If you, so, Sutherland's been injured for a bit. He's not back yet. So, I might just, I might just take an easy option and say if the test was tomorrow, I'd probably go Wynne Jones. Because okay. he's fit. Okay, yeah. but that's the easy, that's the easy way to do it. <laughs> that's because you, here you want to get to bed before ten o'clock, right? We're going win Jones. Um, yeah. we've and got if you go on form as well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I it's think very it, good in Six Nations. His performances over ball, in particular, like really quite rare for a loose head to be that good and effective yeah. over ball. Um, the last one would. Have I think been the thing is that's sort of quite interesting with a it's sort of like a Sutherland. It's sort of it almost mirrors ninety seven. You know, with Tom Smith. Yeah. And so the Scottish mm. prop went, he was a small guy against the massive spring box and he sort of came from nowhere and he yeah. ended up starting all three tests. I think he started six tests in a row. Mm-hmm. And so is there a bit of, you know, one of these funny things in life, you know, what's going to mirror that? I don't but know. There's an incredible player from Blast from the Past. No, Tom Smith. Jesus. Oh, yeah, Tom Smith. Like, yeah, he used to love play. Like he had so well, he, he's going through... Um, a cancer battle right now. Oh. And um, and about, I think it was about two or three years ago it came out and it was bad. Um, and they were doing, and they were doing dinners you know, to raise funds for his family and all this sort of stuff. So it was bad. Uh, but I think he's, or the last I heard him with touch wood, he's doing all right That's because he's amazing. literally, he's mentally apparently unbelievably tough and he said just blast me with as much chemo as you can possibly blast wow. me with and he's and he's apparently the levels of chemo he's had like 99 people out of 100 is they can't take it and he's okay. just been like I don't care you know just blast me blast me and I think yeah. and I think he's winning his fight which is unbelievable 
long may that continue fair play to him like a proper Lions legend it's a bit of a side note that sorry it just got me thinking no <coughs> no that's it's amazing I remember seeing it a couple of years ago I saw an article and it, it did seem yeah. quite um, quite dark so amazing to hear I think if we look to just get number 18 done it sounds like uh, Kelly you're going to just leave the chat if we don't put Fagerson in there so is everybody yep. happy Fagerson's going in on the bench yeah yeah uh, sub second row, slub slash back row. So we're thinking either. Yeah, we're back here. It's like some sort of weird time loop that we can't get away from the second row back rows, right? So we're looking at either burn, um, or we're looking at an out and out second row. Uh, my instinct is with with Gatlin again. I don't know him, but how he picks teams, um, someone like Burn who can have a huge impact in the second row and the back row, and then and then like a, a like we talked about, like a pinball of either Watson or Simmons. Hibbs wants to go to bed. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. If he's not in our starting team, I think he's what, what he brings. Again, he's another jack and threat. Uh, uh, yeah. And he plays the both, which is class. Uh, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Courtney Laws. Courtney Laws. Courtney Courtney. Yeah. So you, you obviously um, do much of him at the moment, so it's difficult to tell. But he can come back; and he could be absolutely blasting it. Yeah, and he's a great person against South, South Africa. So. Yeah. Okay, so just just so everybody's clear, this is not who the four of us thinks going to play. This is who we think Gatlin's going to play. Courtney Laws, don't kill me next time we play. I think we'll go nineteen, uh, Burn, and then are we going? We're going Watson, Simmons, Watson. I don't know whether Gatlin will want someone. Again, I don't like it. It's annoying because obviously they're good, strong players. You're going to say powerful, bigger, are you? Just someone bigger, yeah. Um, or uh, just heavier, maybe. I'm not saying that's the right choice, but whether Gatlin will want someone like that. Um, even having like, 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 like the, you know, you could, Burn could, wave, could be in that back row cover um, and you could have Courtney or Ian Henderson covering the second row. I think uh, as well, the split of the bench might be different because we've got so many 16. of the back three uh, yeah. playing so many different positions. Why not have the Watson? Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Bench. We're getting properly yeah. into the coaching side here now. Do we go 6-2 split? <laughs> um, Daly obviously is in there covering 13 and outwards. Um, looking at the backs that we've picked. Yeah, you could, could so Harris could slide into 12. And so, and so uh, all you need is... All you need is a nine and daily, yeah, on the bench. If you go for two, basically. Bags. Okay, so let's go. And I think because so, we're forwards, I reckon we should definitely go for six two. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. It's such a cop out. I love it. Right. So, so we're going burn. Are we going burn? Uh, we need to pick two from Burn, Laws, and Henderson. So we we reckon burn on forms probably in, and it's either Laws or Henderson. Oh, I would go Hamish and. Simmons. Or oh, you would go things. Hamish and Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. imagine those two coming on together. Jesus, you, you want to know what uh, what's happening. Uh, I just think those two coming on 55 minutes, they'll be everywhere. Any thoughts? I think that would probably just be the one of them I would have thought, I reckon. 
as a bit of an impact player, and then maybe, like you say, he'll probably be Burn, and then I reckon it's between Henderson and, and Laws. Maybe that's that's what I think. If they go, if he's going to go six two, but yeah, right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make the executive decision because I, I'm conscious of the time. We're going Laws, uh, Burn, and then we're going to pick. The four of us are going to pick between Simmons and Watson. <laughs> Okay, so that again, I repeat, I'm going to end up picking um, Watson. <laughs> okay, again, happy to be thrown under the bus, no issues. So the only thing we have left to pick is the subscrum half. Do we see Gareth Davies or Ali Price come off the bench? My instinct's probably Gareth Davies. Yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of Ali Price. Ali Price is, is electric, absolutely electric. But I think Davies seems to have this ability just to score try. Like, I think he, at one stage in the Pro 14, he was like top try scorer um, nearly two years in a bounce or something crazy. So um, the, the the kind of more opposite to Murray for me seems to be Davies. Yeah, I think as well right now, like, so Gatland, he doesn't really know Ali Price. Mm. And so I think if Gatlin's picking it now, I think he's, I think he'd go for Davies. Okay. So we have a finalised team. Uh, hey, we did okay. We actually did all right. We're not we're not too much over here. Just fifteen minutes. I think we've got Makovunapola, Ken Owens, Furlong, Alan Wynne Jones, Atuje, Tiprick, Curry, Falatoy. Uh, Nine and ten combination of Murray and Bigger, centers of Farrell and Harris, Watson, Duhan van der Merva, and Hogg on the bench, uh, on in the back three, apologies. And the bench, Cowan Dickey, Wynn Jones, Fergusson, Burn Laws, Hamish Watson, Davies, and Daly. So you have there, the, that was uh, painful enough at times, but uh, incredibly enjoyable. Um, I would just like quickly to say a huge thank you, Matt Kazvezic, Richard Herbard, and Kelly Brown for jumping on, giving uh, impartial but hugely insightful um, opinions on what will be, no doubt, a horrific selection for that first test from, from Warren Gatlin. He'll have the the, the benefit of some uh, you know kind of match time to pick from. For us, it was fairly difficult, but a huge thank you to you fellas for jumping on. It was, it was very enjoyable, and uh, hopefully we can get together again if you ever unblock me from your phone books and uh, have a chat about how the tests are gone. So thank you very much, fellas. Cheers, thank boys. you. Cheers, Cheers, Nada. Thank you.